0: Your hosts Elise Mercadell and Trinity Townsend will be joined again by Dr. Stephen Corbett to discuss the COVID impact on people with disabilities. What kind of impact has your son's condition had on his day-to-day life, and in turn, what ways does that impact you? You know, I think the, the obvious piece is that you know he has uh, global delays, so he has you know cognitive delays, physical delays. Um, you know, essentially, he has a, a rare syndrome called Smith-McGuinness syndrome. Um, so he operates emotionally on kind of like a three-year-old level, um, and he's, he's 10 years old, uh, and he'll always be like that. So um, he has uh, extreme uh, behavioral challenges, um, mood swings, aggression, physical aggression, um, and he just can't manage his emotions. He has no, he'll get overly excited or he'll get overly frustrated, and he can't, can't uh, regulate himself. So the impact it's had is it's, um, it's completely changed, obviously his life. And uh, it's also impacted us in the way that it is, is really changed the way that we've had to manage the day to day. He, one of his, uh, you know, behavioral phenotypes that he craves adult attention. And so he doesn't, doesn't so much want peer attention. He needs our attention. And so just to give you an example, he's 10 years old. We have two, two stories in our house he will not go downstairs if you don't bring him downstairs and he goes down and up the stairs 50 times a day. And that, that's not even including, you know, that we have to do or think that's just an example of, um, the impact that like, you know, um, and the work and the, but I, but I do want to, I think it's important to say this. I think with people with disabilities and children with disabilities, most people always take a deficit mindset towards it. They talk about the things that are problematic and the things that are not good because that's the easiest thing to talk about and it's the thing that's the most pressing, but, the greatest impact he's had in our lives is he's made us more compassionate, more patient, more empathetic, more loving. Um, he's made us better parents. He has no boundaries. He just loves people, Um and it kind of makes us realize that he's he's kind of better than all of us in a lot of ways. You know, he's just he's, he's somebody who sometimes you know people that don't have disabilities we, we we lose some of that. We don't we don't think about the importance of that. So no, he's a great great kid, and he just. He just can't manage himself, and so and I will say, like my children, my other two kids, um, they're younger, but they almost act like older siblings, and they have become very empathetic and patient. My son Eli came home the other day, and one of his classmates used the R word, and he was really angry, and he told the kids something, and we were told we were real proud of him, and so you can sense he's they're taking some ownership and responsibility, and it's just made our family, I think, better. We're I think we're better people. Okay, so the next question was, um, has the current learning environment people are in change the way your son learns and has it made it harder or easier in that way yeah so we're, we're fortunate he goes to st michael's special school as you know uh, so he's been in person you know for most of the year he won't wear a mask he, he will wear a shield um, so that was a struggle in the beginning is um just trying to get him to understand why he had to do things he has sensory depra- you know sensory uh, deprivation issues and so things on his face he won't wear hats or gloves and so that was a challenge. Um, the virtual learning, like right now, he's quarantined, but he cannot be. He will not be on the computer for more than a, you know a minute or two. Uh, I mean, now he'll watch YouTube videos. He'll do that, but he won't. He won't follow instructions. So basically, this entire week is a wash because. He won't get any instruction because of it, um, because his disability doesn't allow him to sustain that level of attention. Um, He almost has like high rates of ADHD also, where he just keeps just moving around a lot. And I know it's made it harder. He's also very physical, and you know, with with the pandemic, um, there's a lot of efforts for social distancing and space, and he just doesn't manage that that very well. Um, Most students uh, in this city, around the country, uh, with any disability that are dealing with hybrid learning or virtual learning are, are probably struggling more than, than most. Um, and uh, that's really concerning for me. I think we're seeing the national numbers are telling us that. Uh, we're also seeing it locally. Um, so yeah, it's definitely harder. Um, and the problem with students with special needs is the gap just gets bigger and bigger. I can't even yeah. imagine how it feels to actually have another thing on top of that that restricts you from paying attention as well. Do you think people, adults, or peers treat your son like any other person, or is he sometimes catered to in a way that can seem condescending, or is it just right? In the middle of interviewing Dr. Corbett, his son decided to join us. Um, in terms of uh, how people treat him, yeah, kid, kid, mostly kids don't understand him. This is going to sound funny, but... Um... We, when we take him to the park, we've probably heard six times in our lives. Kids will ask if, he, if he's speaking Spanish. Like they can't understand him. They're like, "Is he speaking Spanish?" I'm like, "No, he just he just struggles to talk a little bit." Um, so kids kids don't have the ability to really. they you know they, they think he's weird. They they don't understand him. It's you know um, and then for the most part, adults have been pretty good. We've we've managed pretty well. We haven't had any any really issues. But um you know still unfortunately there's so. Adults don't generally interact as much as they should with people with disabilities. He just hit me with a pillow. Um, And uh, it does create some awkward moments where people don't know how to engage with him because he's very touchy. He's very feely. Um, You know, he's also, he's getting bigger and bigger. So, you know, at one point when you're three or four, it's very cute. When you're 10, 12, 13, 15, it starts, you know, when he starts to become a man, um, I, I don't think it'll be received as well. You know, so right now we're still in that cute phase, but um, but I we worry about him as he gets older. Special thank you to those who contributed, all of our guests, our hosts Elise Mercado and Trinity Townsend, our producer Asher Dewich, our editors Veronica Trice and Tamia Dillard, and a special thank you for listening to our podcast Invisible. Mm-hmm.